3: I didn't understand any of this, Amy, until I had met my first twin lost twin, and it took me four decades to get the courage to do that. But as soon as I crossed paths with a gal by the name of Lisa Watson, her twin had only been gone for five months. My twin had been gone for four decades. By the time we left, we had synchronized.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. Today, we have Tasha Cram on the show. If you are a twin and have lost a twin, you probably know her. But if you don't, don't turn this episode off because you think it only applies to you if you have a twin. This episode applies to anybody who's experienced any loss because it speaks to the deep, deep connections that we have with one another, regardless of what our relationships were in this life. And Tasha is going to share with us today her experience of loss with her twin, but also how profound and deep their connection still is, even though her twin is not with her on this plane. So welcome, Tasha.
3: Thank you, Amy. I appreciate you inviting me. Well, I'm, I,
1: I know we spoke before a little bit, just so I could have a sense for your story, but could you start by telling my listeners a bit about this story? Because it wasn't you lost your, your twin sister when she was just three. You were both just three. Um, and, and the path that it took to sort of understand the implications of that loss was a long. Path. It didn't. It didn't happen suddenly. It was over the course of your life. So, can you share with us that story and how your role as really kind of the head of a community around twin loss came to be?
3: Absolutely. So, yes, she passed actually 19 days before our fourth birthday. So, I was blessed to have her for almost that full fourth year, and I came to understand that I was so young that my brain had not fully developed. And so the concept of processing grief was not even in my consciousness at that point. It wasn't until I was about 10 years old before I really absorbed the idea that she wasn't coming back. And it wasn't until much later that I finally realized that there was a grief element that I needed to process. Up until then, I had felt lost and struggled and broken. And I had individuals tell me that I would always feel like a part of me was missing. And I believed that narrative. Uh, I ended up experiencing a a major health episode. I ended up having a, a disease called neurofibroma that produced seven tumors in my abdomen. And I went in for surgery and had those tumors removed. And when I came out of that surgery, that was when I realized that a change needed to happen. And I became aware that the only person that was gonna be able to navigate my path differently and get me in a healthier place was me. So I took that opportunity to start learning more about twins and the twin dynamic, what happens to us during gestation, how do our bodies differ from other folks, but I also really dug into the grief aspect. What is complicated grief? What does the process in being able to heal from complicated grief and the identity crisis element that happens for twins when their twin passes, what does that mean? And how can I navigate to a place of consciousness where I could feel whole as an individual, despite the loss of my twin? As and a result, so I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, as a result of educating myself first about twin dynamics and then about complicated grief, I realized there just wasn't a lot out there for us specifically as a community to help us process grief. And that's what started my journey.
1: Well, and I think it's so you know, twins now are so much more prevalent than they were certainly when you were born. I'm assuming, um, yes, yes. <laughs> just based on your age and because of fertility, you know, the uptick in fertility, there's way more twins out there. Absolutely. Um, I'm lucky enough to be the aunt to identical twin boys. So I oh, see, wonderful. yeah, so I see the uniqueness in that, in that relationship. And Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting, different dynamic than the sibling relationship is. Can you speak to what it is that twins have in common that you found or what they share, having shared the space of the womb um, for, you know, nine months, that intimate space? And what that, what, in your understanding, what that did to your brain and then how that affected you, you know, you said people would say to you all the time, you'll always feel like a part of you is missing. And I'm just curious to hear more about that piece of things.
3: So I did ultimately learn that through that gestation process, while our brain is being formed, our neural pathways are being generated through gestation because there's another physical body in that same space. There is a biorhythm sync it also happens with a mom. So even if a mom is carrying a single baby, a baby's biorhythms will synchronize with their mom. And so because there's this other body in the space with you, there is a synchronization that happens with your twin. Uh, so that's where that element of it's a part of you. When they come out, they have a unique language, even though they haven't learned to speak the way they interact with each other, I think you've probably experienced that with your nephews, why it is so profound and so obvious as adults watching these little ones interact, it is because literally as their body was being formed, they were sharing that space. And so our biorhythms and our neural pathways were impacted by that interaction. The singletons, as we say, for folks that didn't share a womb, because there wasn't another soul in that space with them, they don't have that unique wiring. What we ultimately discover as twin lost twins is that we believe that when our twin passes away, that that dynamic passes with them because we shared a, a womb only with them. What we ultimately discover as we get together as a community and then ultimately with even living sets of twins is that ability to biorhythmally sync and telepathically communicate can actually be with all twins. Anyone that has had that womb experience, we can synchronize. If they're open, we can synchronize with them. So if you can imagine getting a 100 of us together, which is what we do annually at our Twinless Twin Support Group International Conference, there's usually over a 100 of us that attend that conference all of us synchronizing with each other and the dynamics that, that come, it's, it's super powerful and can be very healing.
1: When you say synchronize with each other, what exactly does that mean? And how does that impact you, the living twin? Are you synchronizing with your, the soul of your twin that passes or you're synchronizing with the other
3: twins who have lost twins? So the synchronization is very much the physical experience of the, of your body, the physical presence of your body and your neural pathways in your existing brain. So when we are in the presence of other twins, it, it is a very, it, it is easier for us because we developed that skill set in, through our gestation and then we practiced it with our twin. Once the physical presence of our twin is gone, we are then able to, uh, when I talk about the synchronization, it, they talk often about how twins can feel each other from a distance. You can pick up on the emotions and the how uh, another twin is feeling in their body. Uh, and then thoughts, some of the thoughts that are coming to them. What we find is we we adopt each other's mannerisms very quickly. We end up adopting each other's voice inflections We start finishing each other's sentences much faster than the individuals who have not shared a womb. That part has been fascinating. So
1: what does that say? Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say on the soul level, when you adopt a a proactive spiritual practice, I have learned in connecting with my twin in that way, I have chosen to believe that my twin and I connected in heaven before we came into this planet together through that shared gestation. It was like, okay, we're gonna be twins, let's go. And we came into the womb together. And so I tell the twins, it's two souls, two bodies, when you go into gestation. When you're born, it's two souls, two bodies. And then when one passes, it's two souls, one body, until the second one passes, and then you're back to two souls. So you start as two souls, and you come in with two souls, two bodies, and then you go through this loss experience. And while we go through that loss experience, because we're used to having their physical presence, we literally have to rewire our brain to be able to connect with them at that spiritual level. Because our our period on this earth has been with having both of those bodies. So once that body her body or, you know, your twin's body has gone. Now it's, it's really tying into that original connection, which was that soul connection that existed prior to being born.
1: So what does it say about the brain of a twin? And I don't know if you can speak to this, or how deeply you can speak to this, that they are able to better intuit, it sounds like.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What Others are thinking, feeling, knowing because they were so in sync with their twin in utero.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you do you know like anything more about the development of the brain in that capacity?
3: I think that it is in relation to the neuro pathways that exist as far as the you know the neuroscience, and when you look at the function of the brain and how there is an element of consciousness. I think that even it's very, very common even in moms with their children, they talk about mom's intuition. Why is a mother's intuition so much different than a dad's? Well, it's because the physical body resided in in the mother's vessel and so she was able to create that connection with that physical body. So then when that physical body leaves her body, she's got this amazing intuition. She gets this feeling of something's happening with her child. Uh, it's, it's very much the same, it's, it's that same experience. Uh, however, because of, again, in a twin dynamic, it's two babies together, that when, when we're living on the planet, there's this, uh, when we come up around other individuals that shared that womb, it's that ability to, because we did it with our twin, again, it's, you're just recreating the same dynamic that you had with, with the twin. The fact that that person's vessel also shared a womb makes it possible to have that level of intuition because their body is hardwired, as I like to say, to be able to function that way not just with their twins, but with other twins.
1: How is twin loss different than other losses one experiences? Like, what do you see as the similarities? And also, what can we learn from twin loss in terms of applying it to other losses and and the connection that that exists beyond the physical body?
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
3: I think the biggest difference in twin loss is that a twinship is your identity. Meaning when you're born you're known as the twins. And so your entire existence is as a pair. And so when one of those pair, you know, one of those individuals is no longer physically here, your whole brain from gestation has been wired to be a duo or in some cases triplets or quadruplets mm-hmm. or whatever. There's there's a multiple essence to your identity. So what makes it different from other sibling losses is that siblings are singletons that share parents, where twins shared a womb, therefore they share an identity. So it doesn't diminish other forms of loss. It's just what makes twin loss unique. And I mm-hmm. think it's important that it's communicated that it it's there's no scale for grief and loss. Right. Okay. There is no scale. So there isn't it, I don't think it's fair to individuals to compare, uh, compare singleton loss compared to twin loss. My, I have, we have an older sister and she has experienced immense amount of loss since my twin mm-hmm. has passed, even though she wasn't the twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has struggled tremendously by losing a sibling And so I think it's important that there's an acknowledgement that there is no scale of loss. And our focus as a community, uh, there is a course called the G3 cycle, which is grief, growth, gratitude, and acknowledge it as a cycle. And that's the wisdom that I've gained through my life experience. No matter what grief you go through, you have an opportunity to grow and then you have an opportunity to be grateful for whatever you gain out of that grief experience, the memories you have with that individual and so on. You spoke briefly about the spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And I, I do believe that once we are able to come to terms with the physical presence intended to be temporary, that it's our eternal connection at that spiritual level that is the one part of us that came strictly from God And therefore, it is the one part of us that will be till the end of time. When we focus our energy on that, that's when we're able to go move through our grief of losing that physical presence, growing and being able to have a different consciousness about their existence and ultimately being grateful that we shared a time and space with that soul. I hope you're enjoying the podcast
1: and videos so far. Please consider supporting Life, Death, and the Space Between on my Patreon page at Dr. Amy Robbins. You can donate any amount you feel comfortable with. Also, we are actively looking for sponsors. So if you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the show, please reach out at DrAmyRobbins.com. I truly appreciate any support you can give. Has there been any research that you're aware of done on like a disappearing twin in utero and and how that impacts if one perceives twin loss that happened or comes to know later in life that they had been originally a twin and then one disappeared in utero, anything in that
3: There absolutely has been studies about it. And as we interact in that, we call it a womb lost twin. And there's a bunch of them in our Mm. support group. And what we have come to learn is that because they had that shared gestation, what I call the superpowers uh, of twinship, uh, they actually are wired with those superpowers. So because they didn't actually get to have that physical experience, they don't know consciously, what that feels like with their twin. However, they still have that feeling like something's missing, something that something's off. As soon as they get around another twin, it's just like twins who lose their twin who came out of utero with them. They have the exact same experience, which is fascinating to me. I absolutely love it. Because we get to we get to share with them, we get to ignite their twin powers is is what I like to share in our community twin powers they didn't even realize they had. Suddenly, as they share share stories, as they hear stories from individuals who got to live part of their life with their twin, they are able to tap into what that experience was like. They also end up getting that into it. They adopt the the physical interactions. They mimic the voice inflections. It's fascinating to me to see how well they integrate with the twin lost twins who's had their twin around most of their life. It's so, really, really cool.
1: So do they come to the group um, with the awareness that there, there's something they're they're either still grieving or there's something missing mm-hmm. or cause sometimes I, f- I think that even twins don't aren't even told if they had a twin Correct. in utero that disappeared. Correct. Maybe they're not told for years, if they're even told at all, that that was an experience that they had. Because I think people dismiss it as, "Oh, it didn't matter because they they weren't even born yet." So, what impact would that have? So, I'm it has very, a massive
3: is, impact on how their body was created,
1: and that's so that's the part is we give them a. I'm sorry. It's so fascinating to think about, you know, everything
3: that happens pre-verbally. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I've been blessed. There was there was a twin who didn't find out until her late 40s, and she was actually able to go back to the hospital where they were born. She was able to get her twins birth certificate and death certificate. And on the birth certificate, she was able to see her twins' footprints. So it very much validated her twins' existence and validated her experience in that feeling of loss or that something was missing. What I love about the twin loss community is that there is a, a, such a massive level of acceptance. We say once a twin, always a twin. So it gives them that piece of their identity. They didn't even know they had. Mm-hmm. And affords them an opportunity to experience life as a twin when they're around other twins. It's, it's really neat and healing uh, for them.
1: Yeah, it's just so mind-blowing to think about the ability to experience life as a twin when your twin is no longer there physically, but you're connecting with other twins who mm-hmm. then you can sync with in a way that gives you the experience of what it was like to have your twin.
3: Yes, it is mind-blowing. It is absolutely mind blowing. And I will tell you, I was blessed that I got four, almost four years with my twin. I didn't understand any of this, Amy, until I had met my first twin lost twin. And it took me four decades to get the courage to do that. But as soon as I crossed paths with a gal by the name of Lisa Watson, her twin had only been gone for five months. My twin had been gone for four decades. We were only together for 45 minutes. But by the time we left, we had synchronized and it was incredible. And my husband picked me up after that interaction and he could feel the shift in my energy that my whole energy had changed from that experience. And I tell twins all the time when I share my story story that my twin powers were reignited. I thought that that twin dynamic died with my twin. It took that experience for me to really tap into and understand. I still have the body that shared a womb. This part of me did not go away. Mm-hmm. And because I still have the body that shared the womb, I have those twin powers innately wired in me because of my gestation. So even powers, a womb lost twin has that.
1: What other power? I know you talked about intuition, telepathy. What other powers do you feel like twins have that singletons might, it might not be as easily accessible for singletons? Let's put it that way.
3: I definitely think we talked significantly already about the intuition side of it.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I find that what I have learned over the years is that it isn't just with with twins, there is that when we allow ourselves to be open, when we are able to rewire our brain through that grief experience and then allow our consciousness to be open to connecting on a deeper level, on that spiritual level, suddenly we have this, it is, it is like magic. It's really neat where you can go into environments and you can pick up and read the room and pick up the energy and be able to discern what's happening with individuals. Uh, and it, I will tell you that when we are open and transparent about it, it can scare people, especially singletons, because they're not used to that. They're like, what are you doing? How do you know that? It's like I'm a twin welcome to being a twin and like mm-hmm. you synchronize with a singleton once you really get used to it and you understand what that power is and you start doing it with a singleton and you say welcome to be a twin and they're like you mean you li- this is what it's like for you yes my entire life this is what it's like but I didn't have the words to explain it I didn't know how to explain what I was experiencing which is why I feel this message is so vital and so important there wasn't anything out there educating me as a twin lost twin. There's a bunch out there about living twins, the difference between mm-hmm. identical and fraternal and their ability to telepathically communicate, how they feel each other, blah, 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 blah. But there isn't a whole lot out there about a twin lost twin. And what do we experience? Our physicality. So I share with the twins, you spent your whole life having a twin. When your twin passes away, you shift to being a twin. And the rest of your life Mm, is exploring to
1: being a twin.
3: How powerful it is to be a twin, even though your twin is no longer here. Your powers didn't go away. And that's what you get to spend the rest of your life discovering how powerful you truly are. I love that message. Mm -hmm. And I love that hope for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just imagining how many people who've listened to my podcast know that what kind of propelled me into this was my mom's loss of her sister and, and just watching that sibling grief, um, as, as a, as an, a young adult child. Um, but, but I just think in looking at my nephews and thinking about the deep connection that you just see I in mean, this language, you talk about the way they look at each other, the way that they, kind of speak and know it's just it's really a profound experience to stand back and watch Mm -hmm. and so I am just thinking about what it must be like to lose that I mean it literally is a part of who you are it is not Mm -hmm. separate from even though you're separate in that Mm -hmm. way and it's the Mm -hmm. same with siblings I mean there's sibling relationships that are extremely close and so If, God forbid, something happened to either of my siblings, I would feel like I lost a part of who I was as well. But I I think it's just got to feel so different in that
3: way. It's on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. It's on a cellular level. It's not just a conscious choice, and it's not just based on your memories. It's literally on a cellular level. And that's just what makes it different, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Again, it's not not worse. It's not like... You know, it is it is profoundly complicated, absolutely.
1: But I um, think so. Imp- it's such an important message for people to hear: how profoundly complicated twin lost twins,
3: mm-hmm.
1: how how profoundly complicated it is to be a twin lost twin, and that it it all grief is different for each person. Um, I mean, yep. obviously, there are similarities, but. There are places where people can go who have shared similar experience not of a sibling but of a twin. Yes. Which is a very different experience. Yes. Yes. What sort of what sort of spiritual experiences have you had with your twin since she passed since she died oh, which was honey, you know, oh so goodness. many years ago.
3: I know. Okay, so when And when I did thought- they
1: start? I'm curious did they start? Did you kind of once you were able to look back? Were you able to recognize, oh my gosh, she's been with me in many ways across the span of 40 years that Mm -hmm. I didn't even know because I wasn't open to it or aware that it was
3: possible. So my mom spent a lot of time when my twin was first diagnosed, letting us know that she was on her way back to heaven and that she was going to get to be with Jesus. Can you tell us what, what, how she died? she had leukemia. Okay. So I remember very distinctly right after she passed, I ended up in the room that she had passed away in. It just happened to be the room that my parents put me in. And I believe that she came to me. I saw her silhouette in the doorway, but I was told that I wasn't going to be able to see her anymore. Mm. So I freaked out. Cause I'm like, I'm, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to see you. Um, and so that's the only time that I recall actually seeing her after she passed. Uh, yes, in retrospect, I believe there were other uh, seasons when she guided me, guided my decisions and so on as I ultimately ended up in adulthood. However, it wasn't until I went through the very conscious effort of processing my grief, learning about twins, learning about complicated grief, and how how it impacts our brain, how our brain is wired, and how how we actually drop down into our first layer of our brain where we can't process our emotions and we definitely don't have any cognitive reasoning. So our emotions and our hormones are controlled in our second layer of our brain, and then our cognitive reasoning is in our third layer of our brain. So when we go through a grief, we drop down into our first level, our first layer of our brain, which is literally all you can do is breathe and right. Eat, so the and primitive.
1: So the more primitive. Part. You go
3: very to to the primitive. So as I learned about that, and then I started having a very consistent spiritual practice. I asked my twin to reveal things to me. I had struggled so much with being a twin lost twin, and I wanted a purpose, and I had dreams about her. I started having dreams about her. Twinful is the name of my organization, and the logo came to me. And I, I believe it was from my twin. The image came to me. And as soon as I woke up, I sketched it and my husband sent it off to a graphic designer. And suddenly there's twinfull. I believe that she inspired me to do the tie blanket project. We've, we've distributed over 500 tie blankets to 17 different countries to twin lost twins. I believe that came from my twin. I believe that was her idea as a way to heal. Uh, And the journey of a thousand healing hugs. I'm on that journey and getting ready to kick off my next or my first cross country hug tour. We're doing, we're stopping in 20 different cities to meet with other twin lost twins and reignite their twin power. Again, all of this, I do believe they were all inspired through my quiet time when I intentionally seek a connection with her. And suddenly I call it downloads. I get these downloads of Mm -hmm. what I believe are ideas. And I'm just really good at being obedient and doing what she tells me to. Um, (laughs) And my whole family jokes about it because when she was alive, she was the very quiet, soft-spoken, she loved to read books. I was the one running all over. You know, usually Mm -hmm. the twins have different, a little bit different personalities. Mm -hmm. She was very intellectual and I was all about getting things done. So she would tell me, you know, go get the toys or go do this, go do that. I was I was the one that was always go 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 go. Mm. And now in this stage, I feel like because I was willing and wanted her wisdom and guidance, she's been inspiring this entire path for me. This twinful living twinfully path. Uh and uh and I I believe it's because because I've asked her to. And Can I you listen. T- can you
1: tell us a little bit about some of these projects that you're working on? Your book, The Journey of a Thousand Healing Hugs, The Tie Blanket Project, um, and, and if people are interested in your work, where they can find Twin Lost Twins, because like I said at the beginning, there's a lot more twins out there
3: these days. Sure, sure. So TwinFull.com is my webpage where you can learn about all the different projects that I'm doing Twin Less Twin Support Group International can be found at TwinLessTwins.org. and that is our international support group, which is where I originally found twin lost twins. They have How regional meetings. How many
1: people meetings. are in this
3: group? So on our, they have a Facebook group. There's over five thousand twin lost twins in the <sighs> Facebook group. Yeah, wow, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then I'm and in the social world, social media world. I'm known as Twinful twin Tasha. And so if you go on to just look up Twinful twin Tasha, you will, you will find me on all the, all the platforms. Um, so how, for the projects, the book is called turning twin loss into living twin And it is a combination of my story of how I became a twin loss twin, how I processed my grief what I focused on for growing and what I ultimately became grateful for and how I've acknowledged that that is a cycle. Mm -hmm. I've taken that personal story and created a a workshop, uh, that talks about grief, growth, gratitude, and the cycle. And that is all being put into a book that is being published on August 22nd. So it will launch on August 22nd of this year. And I'm super duper excited.
1: So I think it will probably be out after this. It will already be out by the time this airs. So. Oh, beautiful. Yes, yes. But Wonderful. But what, what is your journey of uh, healing hugs?
3: So the journey of a thousand healing hugs was created from an interaction in the twin loss, in the twin less twin support group international. Wait, so there's it- twin, there's twin less and twin loss or they're the same? No, it's the same. Twin. Twinless Twinless Twin Support Group International is our international support group for twins. We were for twin, twin lost twins. Twinless, yes. L E S. Twinless. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so there was a gentleman by the name of Trevor. He was 4 years into his journey as a twinless twin and he very much adamantly encouraged all of us to meet face to face because he knew about the impact of that he inspired me to go meet Lisa. I, again, it had been decades. I was so scared. I didn't think I would be accepted as a twin. And boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Absolutely accepted. But why? Because why did you think you wouldn't be accepted as a twin? Because my twin had been gone for so long. Mm. Mm. I had, I felt I had lived a life as a singleton because Mm -hmm. she passed when we were so young. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: again, what I've realized, and even interacting with womb loss twins, it just isn't true once a twin, always a twin. Like that, that is the truth. And it, it became very, very clear once I met Lisa. And so Trevor ultimately took his own life. Mm -hmm. And four months after I met Lisa, he was someone that was so active in our support group. It rippled through our support group, just waves of massive grief and triggered so many of us about the loss of our twin Mm -hmm. because it was so impactful. And so I grieved for about three days and then I'm like, we're not doing enough. If, if twins are committing suicide because they can't figure out how to continue to live their life, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. The support group is intended to help us navigate our journey. So I did, I just threw a post out on the support group and I said, I want to hug a thousand twins sign up. I'm going to hug a thousand twins. And um, it was crazy. I, I, don't is know why I did high that. <laughs>
1: rate of, is there a high rate of death by
3: suicide um, for twins, twin, twin loss It is the twins? highest in all cases of suicide. My understanding is the studies around twin loss and twin suicide is out of all cases of suicide. That twin loss is one of the highest causes of suicide. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's extremely impactful. And so it's vital. It's vital that we learn how to turn twin loss into living twinfully. It's, it's super, super important. And so long story short, on the journey of a thousand healing hugs, I had originally given myself a year. It was clear that that wasn't going to be able to happen. You know, mm-hmm. we, the twins needed more time to get used to the idea of being a part of the project and be willing to show up. Uh, it's going to turn out to probably be about a 10 year project uh on the trajectory that I'm on right now, which I'm fine, that's good. I have contacted Trevor's surviving relatives. Once we have finished the project and we've reached the goal, then the book that I'm tracking all of those hugs in will be given to his family. Wow. As a as a testament to his life and the impact that he had on our community. So that's the journey of a thousand healing hugs. The Tie Blanket Project, let me update you on that real quick. Your uh, sister I has because- you very, very busy. She does. I love her. (laughs) Um, The Tide Like It project came as a result of attending regional meetings and offering for the support group to host them here in California. So I hosted my first regional meeting and we all sat around and we talked about our twins and we shared food and we lit candles and then we all went off on our way. And I felt disappointed. I'm like, I feel like there's more we can do. And I had a bunch of tie blanket kits left over from another community project. I had six kids. So three months later, I hosted another gathering and I put the kids out there. We did all the same things. We talked about our twins. We ate food. We shared our stories. We cried. We laughed. But we also made tie blankets. So while we were doing all that, we made it's just scissors. You just take scissors mm-hmm. and take two pieces of fleece and you cut them and tie them together. When we were done, we shared, we posted that we had made these blankets and that we wanted to give them to twin lost twins. There was a twin that was in our area that didn't make it to the gathering. And she apologized. She had reached out and messaged me said, I'm so sorry. I didn't make it. I just couldn't do it. I went to my sister's grave instead. And I said, well, what, what are your favorite colors? Which was pink and purple. And we had a pink and purple blanket that we had just made that day. Lisa was with me. So we grabbed that blanket and we went to her twins' graveside and met her there and delivered that tie blanket. Well, we took pictures and we ended up posting it on the Facebook page and it blew up. The twins were like, I want a blanket, I want a blanket, I want a blanket. Next thing I know, we end up with a bunch of donations, a bunch of people sending me kits. I ended up with over 100 kits <laughs> in my office. <laughs> <laughs> and it was between the donation, between the kit donations and people donating money, and then volunteers offering to tie blankets. We had over forty volunteers. We had in Australia and in England and in Canada and so all over the world, um, and then in in the states. And we've so far we've distributed 500, uh, just over five hundred blankets to seventeen countries, and we're wow. continuing to make tie
2: blankets.
1: Well, Tasha, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing really the impact of grief, and but also the profound hope that particularly, I mean, for anybody, but also for those who have experienced a twin loss because like we talked about, like any grief, it's different, but so important to recognize the impact of that. No matter what point in your life, you potentially lost your twin. And I think also just to think about for people who are not twins, um, what twin loss can teach us about the the ability to connect, to open up, to mm-hmm. intuit, and to connect with the souls that have passed. So thank you so much for your time today. And mm-hmm. again, all the information about everything you you are doing will be in the show notes. There's so much there. But the Facebook group for people who are interested in joining is Twin, twinless twins, twinless,
3: twinless twins. twins support group international on Facebook. If you just type in twinless twins, you'll find them. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you so much,
1: Tasha. Again. Absolutely. And um, I appreciate you sharing this wisdom with us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
1: Like what you heard today, and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next, and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.